0: Okay, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Innovations in Education, eSchool News' podcast on the latest and greatest happenings in ed tech in K-12 education this week. I'm Kevin Hogan, and I'm glad you found us. On this episode, we take the temperature of district leaders as they drag themselves out of a second year of pandemic learning and hopefully into a new normal next year. We also look at some tips on how to retain teachers and prevent school shortages, along with a conversation about the importance of creating an atmosphere of inclusivity. I hope you enjoy it. Let's start with some news. The State of EdTech District Leadership 2022 survey was released last week that provides a high-level sense of what school district leaders think of the state of technology in education. The 2002 K-12 IT Leadership Survey is Cozen's ninth annual survey and was made possible by the EdFi Alliance and CDWG and conducted in partnership with MCH Data, K-12 Insight, and AASA. You can find all the details up on the top news at eSchool News under the headline, Seven Facts About the State of EdTech in Schools. Allow me to share three with you. Number one, though cybersecurity is the number one priority for IT leaders, risks are underestimated. For example, only 8% consider their district to be at high risk for a ransomware attack. Yet we know districts are a prime target for cyber criminals, according to the CISA. Number two, with 84% of districts implementing one-to-one strategies with school-owned devices, BYOD, Bring Your Own Device initiatives, have largely been abandoned. And one-to-one strategies are happening at all grade levels, including at the elementary level. And then number three, providing support for home access strains the resources of school district IT departments. More than half of districts are understaffed in their ability to provide remote support to students and to families. Be sure to check the piece for all of its resources, which I think could give some real credence to what's happening in, in your own district. Next, I would point you to an essay penned by Whitney Green. She's an assistant principal at Ultiwa High School on five tips to retain your educators during a school staff shortage. Here are three of the five to wet your whistle. Head up to eschoolnews.com to get the whole piece. She writes, number one, it's important to shield teachers from unnecessary information. She writes, educators are already overwhelmed with everything that is on their plate and it is the administration's job to not overburden them further. To lower stress, filter out everything apart from what is most pressing or necessary to share with teachers, which will help them better manage the information. Another tip, ensure educators feel appreciated. As school leaders, she writes, we need to go the extra mile and acknowledge all of the great things that are going on within our schools to bring joy back to the hallways. Small gestures like recognizing teachers publicly on a regular basis will help them feel appreciated. Regularly making kind gestures throughout the year to thank teachers, such as putting treats in the teacher's workrooms, hosting fun events like Food Truck Fridays or Jeans Days, or leaving simple notes thanking them for being there. Simple gestures can go a long way. Teacher raises would probably help a bit too, but that's a little bit of me. Editorializing. uh, And then finally implement technology to help teachers and students. During the height of the pandemic, educators had a lot of disparate technology resources thrown at them. To simplify the process, decide what technology platforms to use within your building and stick to them. Also important, she writes, make sure to provide teachers with plenty of support and training so they feel confident and comfortable using the technology. All good tips on what is proving to be an enduring issue teacher shortages, even as we come out of the COVID crisis. Next, equity was a priority for school systems prior to 2020. However, the pandemic has focused attention on the continuing need to create a more equitable education environment for all. The interruption of in-person learning environments has impacted everyone, but has particularly challenged those with specific learning needs. Students deserve the resources and support to fully engage in learning. And when you design for inclusion, everyone benefits. I had the chance to discuss these topics with Marie Martin. She's the CEO of Alexandria's World and an education strategist. For over 15 years, Marie has been a global educator, trainer, facilitator, and instructional designer, working with educators, leaders, and highly diverse students. She's a three-time Teacher of the Year recipient for her work and Classroom Outcomes, you can find the whole conversation under the webinar tab at eschoolnews.com with the title All About Accessibility, Enabling a More Inclusive Classroom, but here's a snippet to enjoy. Well, it does seem, too, Marie, when you think back to March of 2020, everything went out the window with a renewed focus on just getting students reconnected, right, by hook or by crook. To give credit to the industry, Microsoft and others just kind of said, you know what, let's whatever we need to do, let's let's get it done. Curriculum lifted. So I mean, that was a one big massive push towards this idea of equal accessibility and digital equity. Do you see that sentiment staying now in in your work with schools and, and with the industry?
1: Absolutely. When you just said that, it reminded me of watching Bettina Love, where she said, you know, school said that they didn't have food, but we can see that they clearly can feed students, right? And right. Uh, said that they didn't have technology, but they found the technology for students that needed. And so it is about what not necessarily what can we get from education? It is, how can we create a space for everyone within our education system? And and that means that we're looking at the whole child, not just, okay, what is your SAT score? What is your number? And it's, it's really trying to quantify a human and a human life and their own experiences. And what we have found Uh, Even in the research that um, when I first joined SAM last year, we found that parents are trying to provide and the school system can now provide whole experiences for students that they didn't know before. Um, And when we talk about teaching the whole child, we're talking about looking at their gifts. So many times teachers look at what's wrong with the child trying to create something and a space for them to try to correct them, right? And and in order to correct them, they have to get this test score, right? And they, and, and they have to prove that they're great on this test in order to, to be validated or to get money for their school, right? Well, what we're seeing is we're seeing now, hold on, we can really take time to personalize we can take time to personalize for students we can we each student has their own gift and and they have their own goals and now we can use technology to reach out to families bring them into our classrooms and reach out to uh, parents and have those parent conferences that that Sam was talking about that's something that is not leaving yeah. and we We can use tools like Translator to efficiently translate what's going on in the classroom to parents and create goals with parents, um, co-create goals, not just say, okay, this is what I need your child to do to pass this test, right? It is about this is, you know, tell me what your goals are for your child. And I can see how I can support that in my classroom. And right. this I'm going to do in my classroom to support your goals. Now we have, we have buy-in from the parents. We have buy-in from the teacher. And we have buy-in from that child and that child is going to do their best when we when we're talking about the inclusive classroom it includes parents too and i i know we were going to stay <laughs> but but i mean it, it is it is part of the classroom that's one of the things that i worked on and when and when we first contact parents instead of telling them all the little naughty things kids do in class we talk to them about their gifts and how would how would they like for us to proceed in developing the gifts and talents of their children And that is what's most important when we're when we're talking about technology, when we're talking about curriculum, when we're just talking about being a part and and being a team in the classroom.
0: So that about wraps it up for this episode. Be sure to check back on eschoolnews.com for all the latest and greatest news and analysis for what's happening in the ed tech space. ESchool News is always free and always helping innovative educators just like you. Until next time. I'm Kevin Hogan for E-School News.